to to build and seconds to lose, right? Like there's re my reputation there in the first place. And like, that's how email deliverability works. Like it, if you, it, if I were to screw someone and it would get around that like our product was doing that, like it would, it would stop our growth like very quick. Hello and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. I hope you're doing well. Today's episode is one I'm super excited about. Christian and I have been talking about this. How do we promote this company more and more to the people on this podcast, our YouTube channel, everywhere? Because it is so powerful, and I know it's going to help you guys grow your business. We honestly thought that this was illegal, that it was that good. We were like, there's got to be a catch here. Today's episode, we have Adam Robinson from retention.com, and the numbers speak for themselves, you guys. It is crazy what this software is able to do to help you grow your store. I There's so many things you're going to learn here, but really it's how to get more out of the data that you already have and gather more data without doing anything different. And it's it's such a powerful podcast. You're going to learn a ton. Make sure that you go grab something to take notes with because these are things you're going to want to implement right now. Literally, I asked them, how long is it going to take to get these things implemented? It's like if you message them in the morning, you could be up and running by the afternoon with everything to grow your business. So um, this is a good one, guys. Enjoy. All right, Adam, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So I want to I wanna make sure we just start at the beginning here and we'll just spend a little bit of time on it. And then I think we dive deeper into some other areas here in a second. But kind of give us a background of, of you, your story, and then the, the company that you run. And then we'll go from there. Sure. My name is Adam Robinson. I'm the founder and CEO of retention.com. Um, before that, I had a Wall Street job. I was a credit default swap trader at Lehman Brothers. Somehow managed to make my way into tech because my first roommates started Vimeo, the video sharing social media app, and I like really wanted to be like them. Um, and I stumbled into the email marketing space. Like I built a SaaS that was an email newsletter app that competed somewhat unsuccessfully with like Mailchimp and Klaviyo, mm -hmm. um, and. That space is hard, man. It's a struggle. There's a lot of vendors. Uh, there's some very dominant brands. I, I I think it's analogous to selling like Coca Cola, cola against Coca Cola or something, right. like or Pepsi. So I was always trying to figure out what I could do that was different than Mailchimp. So how do you be more free than free, right? Like mm -hmm. th they have this incredible product. Um, Clavio figured out how to do it. I never could. And then uh, after a few years in huge failed attempts, I came across this identity resolution space as it pertained to email the market that I was uh, that I was operating in. Identity resolution is the ability to take, well, the traditional definition is marrying offline data to online data. So like, okay. let's say a cell phone company has a bunch of, uh, you know, addresses and phone numbers and names of people they could match them up with cookies and then show them programmatic ads. That was like, it's called onboarding data. Okay. We do something that uses all of the markers that they use in a very different way. Um, we take anonymous identifiers of people and when they hit a brand's website, we can actually de-anonymize that information to a deliverable email, if that makes sense, without the person filling out a form. So 
the anonymous user hits brand's website, we can give you an email address, even if that person didn't fill out a form, on like 40% of your US traffic is unbelievable. Okay. So I came across your brand. Yeah, all, all, all sorts of questions get get raised there. Yeah. All sorts of like, hold on, wait a second. So I know what they are, but I'll let you ask them to me. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I first <laughs> want to say that like I came across your brand um, even before uh, we had this podcast and I was just like, is this real? Um, because I had seen it. That is it. That is it. That is a great question. Yeah. I, and so I'm, I am real. <laughs> I am real. I'm not an AI. This is not a GTP four uh, rendering that you have produced to make content. I can actually, this is the GTP four rendering saying that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> We're going crazy into um, deep fakes at this point. So, so how is it possible? Exactly. I guess, how is it possible? Because I was trying to wrap my head around it for our clients to explain to them. And then I'm like, okay, they're going to think it's like malicious or it's like illegal or it's not really possible. Like, I mean, so, yeah. so yeah, if you can so, cover so that. I'll, so look, yeah, the, the, the top three questions are how is it legal? How does it work? What do I say? Mm -hmm. Which which encapsulates everything you're talking about. Basically, is it real is the equivalent of how does it work? <laughs> so um so number one, it's US only technology. It does not we don't do it in Europe, we don't do it in Canada. We ring fence the IPs. Every email address has a US postal address. Got it. Why is that important? Because it's only legal to do this in the US. Got it. Of the big markets, I'm sure some South American countries or whatever like have, but like when we're talking about the markets people care about, can't do it in Europe, can't do it in Canada, can only do it in the US. So why the US Can Spam Act of 20, 2003, um, it's actually an opt-out legislation. It's not opt-in. It's a total, it's a huge misunderstanding. Then the next question is, well, what about this California stuff? I thought it was just like GDPR. The answer is it is, except for that one critical distinction. And the reason that the California legislation can't be opt-in is because there's a federal level opt-out legislation in the US. Nice. So if the states made it opt-in, they would get sued. But this is like, it's incredible for me that this is so hard to understand because it keeps competitors out of this market. Ever, you know, I have people tell me that it is or will be illegal all day long who have spent zero hours with attorneys and I've spent like a thousand hours with attorneys. Mm -hmm. So like, it's just, it's incredible. It's like, a, it's, it's this great fringe market. So that's the legal part of it. If you want to learn more about how the actual laws today pertain to our business, retention.com slash legal, knock yourself out. Okay. Um, so how does it work slash is it real? So there are many ways users get tracked across the internet to serve target, targeted ads. So the ad tech world is anonymous. In order to mark someone's browser, sometimes a cookie is used and the pers there, there needs to be some sort of persistent identifier in the cookie, right? Because otherwise, how would you track this person? Mm -hmm. how, how would you like cookie, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, one persistent identifier that gets used in some of these ad networks is an email hash or a hashed email. If no one has ever heard of that term, there is like a MD5 is a hash is is a hashing language. SHA-256 is a hashing language. This may be uh, a ringing bell, maybe not, but like you can take any word and hash it into MD5, and it will be this 
string that is like 32 characters long that a human being cannot decode themselves. Jumbled right? characters. It's a one-way encrypt it's a one-way encryption language. Wow. <clears throat> now, the way you can encrypt it or unencrypt it is if you happen to have every single email address in the world and then you MD5 all of those if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Because then you could just do a VLOOKUP of the actual hashes and the next column over would be the unhashed version that you had already. So we have opt-ins for through this co-reg network that we run for basically everybody in the U.S. If that makes sense. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, so like, it's, it's it's just taking anonymous, you know, ad tech identifiers and marrying them to this database that that we have of opt-ins and de-anonymizing. Then the third step is we we buy a bunch of signal from the email network, opens and clicks and stuff to clean it because what would really screw us as someone giving an email to the brand to market to is if we started blowing people's deliverability up. This is kind of getting ever more technical, but like nobody buys lists of email addresses because Clavia will kick you off if you do yeah. that. The reason they'll kick you off is because they have a bunch of bad email addresses on them. They're old, you know, it's spam traps, all that shit. Um, we clean these addresses in a way to where it eliminates all of that stuff. And we actually create a list that's being supplied to Clavio that is higher quality than the brand's current email program. Really? Which is just impossible. It's impossible to believe that, yeah. but like, don't believe me. Just try it on small slice. <laughs> like, you will be amazed and then you will grow. So, uh, yeah. It, when I started the business, I did not think that that was going to be a possibility. It just blows me, it, you know, it's like, but we're like throwing a lot of emails out. Like we're not resolving nearly as many as we could because, you know, I, I'm conservative and want to get even more conservative with what we're giving to people because we can, the ROI is unbelievable. So, um, so yeah. Okay. I, this is extremely cool information and, and understanding what would, uh, so I, I, obviously you guys work with some larger brands, but, uh, we work with a lot of brands for maybe 10 million, 1 million to 10 million or so. And then a lot of people who listen, is this still something that could work for them too? Or do they need to have a certain size of list or like, what are the parameters of using the service that makes sense for, for people who are listening to the podcast? That's a great question. The short answer is, I think one to three million in sales it's a strong maybe three to five it's a yes but you won't be floored by the result like like above 25 million in revenue you're going to be like this is the best thing i've ever seen in my got life got it like five to 25 it's your best channel three to five you're like i'm very glad i'm doing this uh, one to three, it's probably working for you, but you're like, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed that this is only like two or three X ROI. Like, like Dr. Squash has 50 X ROI, you know? So it, it, cause yeah. Cause like, cause like, like think of it this way. It's like the more, so the, one problem we solve is growing the email list, right? The other problem we solve is using the same identity technology to actually expand the audience of abandoned cart emails that go out. The problem there is like Dr. Squatch is only sending abandoned cart emails to people that are logged into the Dr. Squatch website. Mm -hmm. 
Like that's that. There's no other way for a first party cookie that's following behavior to get tied to an email address so they can fire it out in Clavio. They have to be logged in, which like no one's fucking logged into these sites, right? Like you're logged into Facebook, Amazon, Google, but like you're not logged into like your deodorant provider, no right? Way. It's just not something. So, and Doctors Watch is huge. Like, if you're going to be logged in, anybody, it might be them. But, like, they're missing 90% of the people that are abandoning cart just because they of this problem. Mm -hmm. So, we can also use our graph to expand to people who are not logged in because they're on a different device, but they're on their list, which is, like, a big expansion. And then the people that we have an opt-in for that they do not. So, um, that's problem number two. And the reason that I brought that up is A, people should know about it. It's a better product than the first product. And B, when you think about a business that has, like, who is this not going to work for? Right. Like, mm -hmm. we crush it for Dr. Squash because when they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on their abandoned cart and we raise that by 100%, it's another hundreds of thousands of dollars per month. Like, we're not going to charge them that much. So the pricing doesn't increase linearly with the amount of lift that we can drive. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're only making 50 bucks a month on abandoned cards, it's really hard for us to show you an increase and then charge for it in a way that we can sustain, right? So uh, so that's kind of why, you know, it becomes the best channel for like really large brands. But there's, there's some, you know, I would say below 1 million, don't even waste your time. Like one to three, like it's, it's worth taking a look at, but I'm not going to tell you to drop everything and do it. Above three, it's getting to the point where it's like, you should you should be doing this, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really good how you broke that down and actually um, very transparent and candid, right? On on your breakdown on that, so I think that's definitely going to help. I mean, well, I, look, I'm I'm running a SaaS business. Churn is everything, right? <laughs> like the worst thing that we can do is sign up a bunch of people who are going to yeah. like, be unhappy and quit. Yeah. So um, now talk about like the so I, I mean on the website, so I see some of the information, but. Um, once I get that data and you've mentioned Clavio in there, um, what, what is it, how is it, does, how does it integrate, right? With, with the solutions or providers that the customer or the brand might, might currently have right now. Yeah. So like, you don't have to rip anything out. You just plug it right in. Um, we have an OAuth integration with Clavio where we pass the record for the top of funnel stuff. And then the card abandonment stuff, like we'll pass the event along with the record, which then it's the same flow. So like the onboarding is like, we have a private Shopify app that the customer along with the CS team spins up in like two minutes that like puts the scripts everywhere next to where the Clavio scripts are and, and at the on their homepage or whatever. Then with the CS team, you go in there and basically split, you fork these flows, you know, we try to get you to build a product abandonment flow if you don't have it already, or browse abandonment or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you fork them into basically like the old stuff and then our stuff, so you can just like look at the very the, the ROI very clearly. So yeah, totally plugs into the tech stack. Um, we also integrate with Attentive SMS Bump PostScript. Uh, the one use case that you can do for SMS, which is very lucrative um, for anybody using SMS, they will understand why. There is a substantial audience of people that are not getting abandonments because they're on a different device, but they have actually double opted in to getting SMS. Mm -hmm. So if that person abandons cart or that audience of people abandons cart, you can actually trigger a flow and attentive and then just wait to trigger the Clavio side of it. And 
it prints money. It's just amazing. That is so cool. Um, is yeah, it's great. I mean, it's like it's like an awesome technology. Like this stuff was not available to brands this size before, right? Like it just wasn't. It just wasn't around. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15 minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. How does the how does the pricing structure work? So let's say I mean it's a five million dollar year business. Is it done by the total volume that uh, is pushed out, or is it a flat rate? Like how do you guys do the pricing? You don't have to tell me like specifics, yeah, so but we have like we have like four plans, and it's it's basically a twelve month deal with a sixty day opt out, or you can think about it as like a two month paid trial. Like quit any time in the first two months if you hate it um, for any reason. We don't really push back. If it's not working, we don't, you know, what I mean? right. if it's not working, it's not going to work. So, um, so yeah, it's like 500, a thousand, 2,500 or 5,000 a month or four plants. Yeah. It's kind of goes up in size and they'll, they'll figure it out. It's some combination of like traffic and, um, abandoned cart revenue and existing email list size and stuff like that. Like, um, but yeah, we, we get people on the right plan. Everybody's making a lot of ROI. That's the goal. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, what's a typical, you were saying like two or three X ROI. And I was like, well, you can make two or three X more or whatever else off of what. It, so what's kind of the range of ROI if, if it's in that $5 million a year business or whatever, like, or if I need to give you more specifics yeah, like, or something. If a five, if, if a $5 million a year business is making less than five, I'm like surprised and bothered by that. Okay. You know, like that, that's like what, you know, I want our products to be at least giving on average. Cause like a lot of what I'm trying to do is, is create an excitement in word of mouth around our brand mm -hmm. that is like, like people, you know, like people are dumbfounded by how well it works yep. in many cases. Right. And like when, when it, th that's just so helpful, like half of our half of our sales are inbound right now. And it's kind of, it's because of this and other stuff that I'm doing. So like, it's meant to be priced in a way to where it's like, it creates excitement in the brands so that they will go around and tell people how unbelievable it is. So, I mean, hopefully that, you know, I don't know what, it, it, it just really varies by brand and I haven't really figured out how or why. Like, for instance, I do know that super hot, like a wine brand, like a, high AOV can still convert well over email, like that will crush. Like, but like we have some low a AOV stuff that crushes too, you know? So that like tonal is a customer. They're like 200 X, but they sell $3,800 gym, you know, like just doesn't take a lot of sales to like buy a ton of emails from that. Um, if so, just to to kind of wrap around how this would work too. So you're connected with Clavio, and then yep. when that data is coming through, <clears throat> you said on average like ninety percent of people are missing the bra the abandoned card at that point. So your software connects with Clavio and says these people are 
uh, out there, but you don't have access to that data. So we're going to help grow your list and give you this data. And then Clavia will take that information and send out the already existing like abandoned carts and browse abandonments and whatever else. So those things may be in place already. And so am I, am I following yep. that? Is that correctly? Yeah. I mean, that's 95% accurate. It's certainly accurate enough for the purpose. It captures the spirit of what's perfect for, for sure. Okay. And so I guess at that point, right, you're talking about growing the lists exponentially at that point. Yeah, just a lot, a lot that, I mean, like people who use our, so there is a, <laughs> there is a world of people that cold email out there. Mm -hmm. Some of them do it for B2B. There's spammers. Um, a known thing with cold email is that, like you have to be a lot more judicious about list cleansing than the whole game you're playing is like a lot in the top, but you got to like chop if people are not engaging quickly. Mm -hmm. So we tell people if, if, if you don't get a bite, like some sort of open or click whatever after two emails, don't contact these people again. Like maybe don't unsubscribe them so that you can still send them card abandonments or whatever, but like don't be like top of funnel trying to warm these people up if they didn't open the first two emails. So all that is to say, you know, we're giving people emails at a rate that's like 10, 20 times faster than they would get on their own. Mm -hmm. um, you're pruning faster, way faster. So the net, you know, it's it's not quite the trajectory as if it was like a traditional opt-in, if that makes sense. But somebody who's been using it for a year or two, like their list is like five times as big as, as it otherwise would be. I mean, we're dry, like, Blendjet is a customer is a great customer of ours. He's he, he's around super early. Like we were we were over emails that we had given this dude was over half of his Black Friday revenue this year. Wow, unbelievable! Like he's got a nine figure business, and like I don't know, he pays us fifteen grand a month or something like that. Like he's probably paid us like a few hundred grand, and like I think he made three million dollars off of our emails on one fucking day. Like <laughs> yeah. like it, it's it's unbelievable. It, it literally is like. This is the type of excitement that I'm trying to create. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like we could we could charge somebody like that a lot more. It's like I don't want to because he literally is on our homepage saying retention.com is money falling from the sky. Like yeah, uh, it it so so like this is what if you just do it properly like that it is inevitable that that will transpire to your brand over time because email is so lucrative. We are providing so many more emails to you, and you know. If you are judicious about cleansing them, it will continue working. Um, and yeah, that's just what happens. Like, uh, if they uh, do, you guys have best practices as far as how to use the software. Like, okay. yeah, like, okay, like we have like every person gets a one-on-one. -on -one okay, cool. CS onboarding, which serves as a coaching session too. Again, the worst thing I could do is allow people to like. If people are not, we, we use the word mindset, like if they're not willing to do exactly what we say, we literally don't sell to them. Because the worst thing that can happen to me as the business owner is I get, a, instead of this euphoria, which I'm, my entire life is trying to create, mm -hmm. right? Like if I blow somebody up because they use the fucking product the wrong way and that starts getting around, like, dude, like people, I mean, this small community we're dealing in the market of of, of it, 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 but it's like this world of email sending reputation like it's like 
the expression about reputation is it takes years to 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 build and seconds to lose right like mm -hmm. there's re my reputation there in the first place and like that's how email deliverability works like it, if you it, if i were to screw someone and it would get around that like our product was doing that like it would it would stop our growth like yeah dead in the water very quick so so yeah i mean we we not only instruct people how to do it properly we insist that you take this incredibly conservative approach to a very aggressive tactic which we're enabling you know what i mean awesome um yeah to, to kind of go to the um whenever you guys are looking at things too right so revenue i think is a good metric and then we have clients who have like very large average order values so that the amount of yeah. banning carts they will slay it okay yeah that's what that's what i was wondering it's like they will the a high aov will just decimate it like they will do great. okay is there a number that you guys look for as far as like, you know, we want a thousand abandoned carts per month. This gives us, you know, X amount of things. I know I'm trying to pinpoint you on numbers here. I'm just trying. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, that's hard, but like, I, I don't know what the number is. Um, it's probably closer to a dollar, man. It's like, oh, okay. You know, a handful of thousand dollars a month. Like, like think about it this way the worst lift we have ever provided someone on the abandoned cart front, which by the way is not as lucrative as the net new emails over time scrolling your list. Really? But okay. if you only, yeah, because like you get to send to the, they, we have observed that they have the same repeat purchase. They take longer to warm up, but they have the same, once they buy, they have the same repeat purchase characteristics as an existing email does. So if you want to think about that, it's like you're buying these emails, you're adding them to your list, you're warming people up, and then people convert and they keep buying over time. And that just kind of snowballs like the the aggregate performance of this list that you bought, if you want to look at it that way, you know? So that over time crushes the amount of money that the like flows create. Mm -hmm. But the flows are immediate. It's like, you know, if you if you plug this into your abandoned cart, like you'll see conversions today. You know, like it's just amazing. Um, so the worst we've ever lifted anyone's abandoned car flow is like 50 to 75% over, over the course of a month. That's the worst case. Usually it's, I feel comfortable saying 100, sometimes it's more. Um, so if you think about that, it's like, okay, if if they're on like the $1,500 a month plan or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty easy for us to show somebody ROI on that product alone if they've got like a few thousand dollars a month of abandonment revenue across their flows, you know, because we're going to bump it. You know what I mean? And then they have this other product that's working also that if you go over two or three months, like you will for sure be getting conversions that will only accelerate off of the, off of the top of funnel product. How quickly can somebody get this implemented? I mean, we're talking on a Wednesday. When can, yeah, no three hour. Yeah. Like if you like did a demo right now, like they would, they would, your onboarding would be like tomorrow. Like it takes, it's like hours, not days. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's fast. And and if you already have, so like we just know it works better. Like I have found that most people only have a card abandonment flow set up. Like we really encourage you to set up product view abandonment. And if your shop has categories, category abandonment also, and price dropping back in stock, just like these flows, just print money. It's like if you could like, 
living in a world where you're trying to pair back on batch and blast and increasingly use more of these behaviorally driven flows that Clavio enables and attentive <clears throat> enable, right? Like, like you want to, you want to, you want to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Like I have, I, it's almost like you can't over email someone if it's based upon an action they're taking on your website, right? right? Like, yep. Cause like retargeting is just so effective. So anyway, um, sometimes depending on the company, if you don't have these flows, like it takes time to make them right. But like if everything's already set up and all we're doing is putting on scripts and like, you know, forking a flow that's already there, you know, it's like, dude, that just, this just doesn't take long, you know? Um, that's so powerful. Yeah. I have, I have so yeah. many people that need to, to, uh, to talk to you guys or reach out for the demo for that. That is so cool. Awesome. I wanted to, are you guys an agency or are you just like, uh, have a community or whatever uh both cool yeah we have program members Sweet. that is a a lot much larger number and then we're an agency for um more hands-on like fully managed service for a smaller group of people yeah. yeah yeah cool well i'll connect you to kyle we have a great affiliate slash influencer program and you know okay yeah, yeah. That'd be great. It, it really works it's like it's like i i our penetration is low in this world just because we're a young company and we really just, we didn't invent the card abandonment and stuff until like last, we didn't know it was working until like last September. Like we've been testing it all summer and there was like, holy shit, like five people use this and five of them had a hundred percent lift. Like, <laughs> I think we're onto something, yeah. here, you know, it was like a good product before and then it became like, like unbelievable combining them to in like instead of combining them and raising the price, actually combine them and like lowered the price by two thirds to like try to create this euphoria or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we think we probably have only sold to about 2% of these like larger Shopify stores in this 3 million and above range. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it's super fun now. No one's doing this yet. Everyone is going to like Clavio has like 90% of these stores already. Right. Like, um, it's just, to me, I don't see, I don't understand why all of them won't, would not do this. Yeah. Right. Like it's a no brainer. Literally. So, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, and, and it's clear you've seen it in other vendors. It's like once something really works for this ecosystem, it just spreads like wildfire. So I'm just trying to do my job at this point is like do whatever I can to pour gas on the fire. <clears throat> so that's why we're talking. Um, um, I know that, the. Doing the abandoned cart emails and the browse abandonment is definitely going to bring a very big wow factor. Are there any other use cases for the data that you are getting? So price dropping back in stock, it can it can work for just expanding the audiences of those to people that are not logged in. Um, those are it's just less lift less people have them set up you know it's like the easiest thing to do is like dude set up this product bandwidth flow and, and rock and roll um and then there we are testing right now so blendjet brian has been using this data in facebook but not just like taking it and putting it in Facebook, he noticed his, his retargeting audience is dropping in size because of the pixel getting blocked. So we're actually resolving more 
a larger audience than what Facebook's resolving for him right now. But in order to make it more efficient, he actually, he's been doing this manually. He'll take our data and pair it with time on site and only take like people who've like been on the site above five seconds or 10 seconds or something like that. Shrink that of the audience there, put it in Facebook for retargeting. And then after his, some threshold that he knows is not useful to keep serving media to those people, he pulls them out. Like it's like two days or three days or seven days. I don't know. So, um, this is the holy grail for us, like figuring out how in ad tech we can use this, um, because it sort of diversifies our story away from something that immediately raises red flags <laughs> when you describe what it does. Um, so that is a very close tangent. Um, in the event that we can get brands comfortable joining a data exchange, which I originally thought they would be comfortable with, but now I'm sort of getting the vibe that they're not. Um, there's a world in which, let's say Blendjet, was okay giving their purchase purchaser data to a pool in order to get other people's purchaser data that wasn't on their website and then serve emails to them, right? Or serve ads to them or whatever. Because like Shopify stores tend to buy from other Shopify stores, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Shopify has this product, Shopify audiences, but like no one's even close to like attempting to enable this over email, which I'm kind of excited about. Like what we could do is like, we kind of know going in, there's like 10% of these emails that are not likely to convert. So like we could pull those out and replace them with people that are net new eyeballs, not on your website yet, but like bought something from someone else in our network that was in the ICP of the brand, which is sweet. I mean, it's like so much more valuable than a retargeting eyeball, right? Um, so like, you know, this is like stuff we're working on um, that is like, you know, later this year, next year. Uh, still very opaque how it's all going to play out. I normally don't want to jump into this, but I feel like you, just from how quickly things are growing and what you guys are are doing, what is, what did we not ask that people on the podcast need to know about the software? Do we do we make sure to hit everything? I want to make sure this podcast does justice with with what's yeah no you. You nailed it. It's to say our, our sales demo used to, before we had like a better demo, it used to just answer the questions that we knew every single person had. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how is it legal? How does it work? What do I say? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, how, how long does it take to get up and running? Like, what are my open rates going to be? Like, it's just, it's stuff like that. Like, you know, effectively just like, and then how much money will I make? Will this hurt me? Like, yeah. Um, whatever so i've already i think we hit it all. i've already i already referred you guys even before i knew uh this was way before even the podcast was coming out i referred you to a brand that does about 10 million a year and i was like hey you i don't know what this is too much but you need to check these guys out so like just go play around on the page i don't know if they've done anything yet but after this podcast and then doing my own research like I'm a I'm a believer in this sense, right? That we we become evangelists for the for the brand. So definitely want to connect with Kyle and, and share this I appreciate with people. That. Yeah, it's on my list. Thank you very much, man. I mean, uh, absolutely. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Very cool. Build build a, an army of brand champions through how we behave and price and take care of customers and drive results and all that. Right? Like, like that. It's a weird goal to have, but like I'm like, I want this to be so good that like people have to talk about mm -hmm. it. You know. It's like so much better than the next best thing they're doing that like 
you're just like, oh, retention.com. Like, you're not doing that. I'm like, dude, you have to. No brainer. You know? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Adam, thank you so much for the, for the episode and for jumping on and giving your knowledge. I think more than anything, we six, nine months from now, we've got to have you back on to see what, what is happening. And then also use case scenarios on our side to, to share with you of like everybody who's, who's joined from, from us. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Aaron. Thank you. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at bitbraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.